Welcome, everybody, to episode 53 of Ride the Pine. This is a podcast where two friends discuss sports with a side of anxiety and a good bit of doubt. As always, I'm Dan, joined by Tom. How are we doing this week? Doing pretty good, Dan. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. We got uh, we got a lot to cover today. We got some uh, yeah. stuff that's been going on this week. Uh, more drama. Per- more drama than, you know. <laughs> Uh, it's but not hey, a, football's football's back. It it is, you know, and it's sort of. it's not an episode of Ride the Pine without a little bit of drama in there at some but, point. Exactly, and don't worry because these NFL players give you plenty of it. Oh, you got that right, and then some, and then some is right. Uh, so the first thing I wanted to bring up was the uh, Northern Trust Open this past weekend. Uh, yes, I that understand happened. you did watch a little bit of it. Uh, I watched most of it because I ended up working the entire weekend and I work at a golf course, so they kind of force you to watch that. So I did watch most of it. So, so what do you think of the tournament? I thought it was pretty fun because the leaderboard kept changing. So you know, it started off. I think the first day was Troy Merritt. He was leading, and uh, right? Am I right? I'm yes. thinking the right tournament. Yeah. So uh, Troy Merritt was leading, and then the next day he wasn't. Uh, you know, Dustin Johnson was up there. McElroy was trying to climb up there. Jordan Speed at one point took over. I think Jordan Speed took over the second round. I could be wrong. Is he the second or third? Uh, so like names kept changing. So it was actually kind of fun to watch. Uh, and then kind of out of nowhere, Patrick Reed just plowed through the field, like literally out of nowhere. I didn't see him hovering in the leaderboard at all. And then he's just like, "No, I'm here, by the way." And then took over. Yeah, for for me, uh, you know, Troy Merritt, you know, we we said this, you know, when we were recording on Thursday, uh mm-hmm. it's it, it wasn't going to hold. And uh yeah, and yeah. we were uh, thankfully we were right cuz you know, after 62, <laughs> he went one under, one over, one under. So he basically okay, yeah. went one over the final 3 days. Which by the way, you know, still played very well. He he guaranteed that he's going to play next week, which is good for him. Uh, but I don't want to sound like a total bad person here, but I'm kind of happy that he didn't win just because it would have really, really made me upset to see somebody who I've barely heard of in second place because that's where he would have been in second place. Yeah, and um, you know, Patrick Reed, he actually had a phenomenal week. Went 66, 66, 67, 69. <laughs> I it would have been nice if he just went sixty six through the throughout the entire week. Oh, I know that would have been, been great, wouldn't it have been? Yeah, and, and you know what? For Patrick Reed, he has not had himself a good season. It has no. not been a good year for him because a couple of years ago he was the talk of the tour. This year, I'm looking at the leaderboard now: uh, twenty three events, only four top tens, and then the win from last week. So, not his best uh, show. But as we talked about with the FedEx Cup. All of a sudden, he's now in second place, which I have my problems with, but just listen to the previous episode for that. Uh, he played very good, so you can't really deny him this one. He played very solid. And, and what I loved about it, though, and um, I hope you agree, is you know he pl- he was playing with Abraham Answer, so I don't know if yes. you've ever ever heard of this gentleman. Bare- barely, but I have. Um, He's he he was actually on the uh, the Central American tour, the equivalent okay. of basically Web.com, but in Central America, and was tearing it up down there. Like he okay. he was doing a really good job down there. Uh, he actually turned pro actually six years ago, which is crazy oh, to think about. Wow, 
I would never have guessed that. I would have thought he was like new on the tour. Holy crap! Um, he's originally from Texas, but he's uh, but he's his nationality he identifies as uh, Mexico. Oh, I uh, thought he was Mexican. I thought yeah, so. He okay. identifies as, um, as Mexico, but he's from Texas. Okay, interesting. But what I love, but I what I love about the back and forth though, but because they were playing in the same group, uh-huh. is that when Reed would par, answer would birdie. And like he'd like close the gap. Next thing you know, he's like three three strokes back. Then the next hole, Reed pars again, answers another birdie. He's two strokes back. Like he's closing the gap. And then next thing sure. you know, it's like birdie for birdie. Like Reed's got a birdie. Answer gets a birdie. It's and it was just back and forth and back and forth yeah. the whole like last nine holes. Yeah, it got it got pretty it got pretty intense. It got pretty exciting. It was it, it was uh, it was definitely a nice shootout. And you know the the scores were really low, which normally I have a big problem with. But because it wasn't a blowout win, you know, Patrick Reed didn't win by ten strokes. No, yeah, he won by one. Yeah, so that makes it really exciting. So if that's the case, I don't mind if the score gets super low because those two were battling out, and it wasn't really even just those two. Dustin Johnson was up there. Um, uh, like I said, Spieth, even though I don't think he had a John great Rom, Adam John Scott. Rom, John Rom was leading at one point on Sunday. Yeah, oh, so, and, then he, and then he straight up just like duke. Yeah, himself. He, he he choked, which is really unfortunate because I think Rom is a good player, but he has that same problem that like a Fowler has, where it just doesn't seem like he has that clutch gene in him. So what's crazy to me is he went um, three under thirty three on his front nine, and that's when he like was in the lead. His back nine, he was one over. Yeah, it's that's not the that's not a good way to 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 end it. I want to make a, a side note here. Rory McIlroy again in the top ten. It's amazing. It really seven is. seventeen starts. Fifteen of those are in the top ten. Thirteen top tens, two wins. That's that's incredible. Like if you're picking him and <laughs> if you're not picking him in daily fantasy sports every you're, week, yeah, you're, you're you're something's you're mental. wrong. You're mental if you're not picking him because even if he doesn't win, which clearly he hasn't won every event, he's just super consistent. I'm looking at the list. There is no other player that's even close to him in top tens. Well, John Rahm is. John Rahm has 11, but other than that, everyone's single digits. What, and what's it's, amazing, he had uh, all of his rounds are under par. 65, 68, 70, 69. That 70 is the only thing that kind of stopped him from from making a bigger splash than he did. But again, it just it's incredible to me that he another top 10 finish for Rory McIlroy. And he kind of gets no talk about it because he's not winning. But these top 10 finishes are keeping him in the FedEx Cup. I mean, he doesn't need to win the next one. I mean, it depends, obviously, on what the other guys do. But he might not need to win because he's just consistently kept up with everyone. Can it's I just pretty say, impressive. Can I just say it's weird to see Kepka only shoot one under? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he had a bad round. Is He had a bad tournament. Isn't that weird? <laughs> it, it, and what's so funny is, you know how back like a couple weeks ago we were talking about like six under back like in the early 2000s probably would win most tournaments. Yeah. Yet he's six under and he's tied for 30th. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's uh, <laughs> it's 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 weird. It's weird to see for sure. But I think, like you said, it's even weirder to me that Kepka didn't finish in like the top five. <laughs> That's been where he's been all year. But I mean, he, he's a human. 
he makes he makes mistakes. Speaking of human, you know, Tiger was in this tournament. People are kind of forgetting about that, but uh, apparently he dropped out because of an injury, which I think is bull poo, complete bull poo. There's no way that he withdrew because of injury. No, he was he was four over through the first round. He had he, no he, chance he, of winning. He he was second to last place. Uh, yeah, I, I had, you know I don't know if you saw the notes that I had, <laughs> the notes I sent you for today's episode. Oh. Tiger did, Woods yeah. dropped from 28th to 38th after withdrawing from the Northern Trust due to a, quote, oblique strain, dot, dot, yeah. dot, or to being in yeah. second to last place. Well, the truth is he probably had a little bit of pain and was like, I could make this worse and I'm not going to win. So I might as well just give it up. That's kind of the vibe that I got. I, I never really fully believed that he's completely hurt because if you're if he's hurt, Tiger's the kind of person he'll show you. Yeah, you'll see it on TV. He wants people to know when he's hurt. That way, in case he plays well, you think he's a hero because Tiger's like that. And I, I, I do want to say one thing, uh, and I hate bringing it up, but I have to. Uh, Molinari mm-hmm. didn't have the best day uh, week. No, I didn't even see him. So, so he I don't went, even know. Ex- ex- there's a reason. He went Uh-oh. 69. And okay, we're like, okay so he went two under, so he's in, he, he's in good shape. Mm-hmm. Then went 72. So he went one over. So he's at, sitting at one over, which the cup was one over. Yeah. Then went 75-74. Oh, oh, not a good one. Not uh, a good. His, his third round back nine, he mm-hmm. had two birdies, a bogey, a double, oh. and a triple. Oh, <laughs> not good. <laughs> he, shot a, he, he shot a 39 on the back nine in the third round. But. He made the cut. <laughs> he did, and and then just straight up, just he ended but, up finishing in eighty second place. Yep, third last. But he made the cut, and you know who didn't make the cut? Jason Day, Ricky Fowler, <laughs> Shoffle, Eddie Kaziri, the guy from last week, Pat Perez, who I don't know why Grillo, he's still playing. Kucher. What? Yeah, Kucher. Kucher. That's a big one. If you're if you're looking at the playoffs. You're looking at that Kucher miscut, and you're like, oh, big missed opportunity. Now, he didn't really drop too many points. He kind of – he only dropped one ranking, so it's not like he dropped too badly. But huge opportunity lost for Matt Kucher. You know, and, and, and answer actually moved up 59 spots because I of that. I see that, yeah. Yeah, and it, th- that's, a, that's, a great, that's a great bump. Uh, Patrick Reed is in second. I mean, but seeing Patrick Reed's name there is not really – foreign because he was really good at one point uh yeah this tournament was definitely a little bit more fun to watch just because you get to see a lot of these players struggle oddly enough and the course itself was actually from what i understand fairly wet and easy to play which is why the numbers were kind of low and that's why a lot more people scored lower numbers but at the same time a lot of these big players missed matt kutcher missing if he doesn't win the fedex cup look at the miscut right here Yep, as, absolutely. As the reason, because even if he makes the cut, you get something out of it. Something. Yeah. And, and but you, you know, know. What, what's amazing to me? I'm looking at some other numbers. Uh, Brant Snedeker moved up yeah. from uh, 33rd to 22nd, moved yep. up 11 spots, so he's inside the Tour Championship now. Mm-hmm. Louis mm-hmm. Ustazen up is 23 top th- spots. Top 30 is it? He's top uh, top 30s Tour Championship. So then Varner must be. Uh, did he make the cut, Varner? I'm not looking Va- at the list Varner, right now. Varner actually finished. Where where did he finish? He was uh, third place, tied for third with John Rahm. 
He well, moved I up knew 73 that. spots. That's what I wanted to know. Yeah, so is he, f- is he in for the tour championship? Yes, he is. Good. He played so good. I'm he, so happy for he's him. He's such a good player, and he's so overlooked. He he is because he just doesn't do much. Like he's a good player, but he just doesn't put himself out there as a top ten guy. Like you know, McElroy, a hundred top tens this year. So you're gonna look at him as a constant threat. Varner, I think, is a good golfer, or at least can be a good golfer, and he showed it this week, and thankfully made the tour championship. Because if you play that good, you deserve to be in the tour, at least in the tour championship. When and, you put up a number like that, you know, and, and what's amazing to me, there there are three names to me that stand out as to potentially missing out on the tour championship if they continue to play bad. Like if they play play, play badly this week, they mm-hmm. could miss the tour championship altogether. The three okay. names I'm looking at are Fowler, Finau, and Flip Fleetwood. Okay, so we're okay, so we're here. I'm looking at the list on so PGA Fowler Tour. Fowler is at seventeenth right now. He dropped another four spots this week. Okay. If he yeah, goes, he, if he gets another bad round, and some of these guys that are in the thirty to seventy range make a run, yeah. like a Spieth, like a Poulter, mm-hmm. yep. uh, like those guys, um, they could be in trouble. Yeah, I mean, but rightfully so. Uh, Tony Fee now again, another t- top-notch player, just can't finish a tournament. Every single week we talk about Tony Fee now. So that means that he's doing something, correct? Yep. But he can't finish. Yeah. You know, again, he's one of the few players on the top who have not won a tournament this year, and he should. He should be a winner on the PGA Tour, but he just he he has this. He doesn't seem to know how to finish a tournament. Same with Ricky Fowler. So if those two end up missing, it's kind of fitting in a way. Because you got guys like Brett Snedeker who show up on the final round, mm-hmm. so guess so guess what? He's gonna benefit from his success in the final round. See, and this is why I wanted to bring this whole FedEx Cup thing to your attention back a couple weeks ago. It's because it's exciting when it. I mean, when you like have a cup from a tournament from like a hundred to like uh, like to like ninety, that's right. one thing. It's about to go from one twenty-five to seventy. Yeah, it's a big cut. And then it's even bigger. 70 to 30. It's another 40 people. Yeah. Only 30 get to make it to the the Tour Championship. So right now, Molinari dropped nine spots to 34th, and he's out out Mm -hmm. of the Tour Championship at this point. Tiger Woods dropped another 10 to 38th. I don't want him to make it. Ian Poulter (laughs) went up 17 to 43rd after he shot 11 under. No one's talking about it. Yeah, I know. I he played he played very well. And it Spieth was co- played well too. And listen, I, I I'm one of the few I like Poulter. I know for some reason he's like the one that everyone seems to hate. I like Poulter, so I like seeing him play well. And then like Spieth went up 25 spots to 44. So him and Poulter and Spieth are right next to each other, 43rd and 44th. If did, they if they go up another 10 spots, yeah. they're in, and somebody like a, Fe- a Finau or Fleetwood could be out. Did Jordan Spieth choke again? No. Spieth, uh, Spieth finished a tie for six, 12, 12 now, under. What was his final round, though? Four under. Four under. Okay, so he, he played his part. His choke okay. was the third round. Third round. Okay, so 74 he did choke. The, but... 74 in the third round. Man, I, like, I'm in a weird spot with Jordan Spieth, Dan. I don't know if I want to root for him or not. He seems like a, a, a nice guy sometimes, and then he seems like a bad guy when he yells at his caddy. But 
like I want to root for him because I want a young you know specifically a young American golfer I would like to uh come back so we can stop talking about Tiger Woods I'm just looking for a freaking replacement and every time I'm looking at Jordan Spieth he does something where he at least this time he's in the top six so I, I can't yell at him too much and I won't yell at him too much did you know he's married Jordan Spieth yeah I didn't know he was married. I had no clue Annie Verrett I'm, I'm just on his I'm stalking him on his wiki page it's interesting. I didn't know he was married. That's uh, interesting. Yeah. So it's definitely exciting. I, I'm I'm enjoying it a little bit more. Uh, I'm looking forward to next tournament, which I haven't really been able to say much. Troy Merritt missed out big time. What What did he do this week? What did he end up? Do you have this the scoreboard still open? Uh, I do. Uh, what, where did he finish? So he finished at ten under. Okay, so that's too too bad. Well, because he was in seventy second, and now he's only. In 59th, and he led the first day. Like, that's what I mean. He missed a big opportunity. So the big opportunity that he missed was the final three rounds. So he, he went 62. He went off day one. <laughs> like, just so completely you, tore it up. So the final three rounds, so you mean the entire tournament. So he pretty much missed out the entire tournament. So, so, so no. So, so, listen. So he finished at 10 under, right? Mm-hmm. Nine of that 10 under was day one. <laughs> because he then went one under, one over, one under the final three days. Mm-hmm. That's not that's that's not good enough. You had a ch- he had such a good chance to position himself in a good spot. Now he's in for next week, so that that's nice. He would not have been if he no. didn't play well. So that's good. You know, let's talk about this too. Not to get too too far off. A lot of big names missed the next week. Sergio out. Uh, Streelman, nah, he's not a big name. Uh, let's see, let's see. Bubba Watson, that's kind of a big name. He's gone. He's not playing next week. Stenson, your boy, Sten- our boy Stenson, he's not playing next week, right? Nope, he's oh, no, not. They, or they are. Wait, hold on. No, it's the top 70 in this tournament, the BMW. Yeah, so, so yeah, so he's out. Uh, a lot of a lot of big names are out of this one. So Kyle Stanley? Yeah, I see uh, quite a few. Uh, thank you. Thankfully, Pat and Kaziri, I I, ha- I hate him for some reason. I don't, I, <laughs> you have I don't know against him. <laughs> now I do. Now that I know he's now that I know he's his name is Patton. It's a weird. No, I don't know. I just don't like him. <laughs> I don't have a reason. Oh, Cameron Smith, another one. There, there you go. Yeah, I don't know who that is. I I'm. He's the guy, the I'm, young kid from Australia. Kind of looks like a, a small small baby. Young young kid from Australia, Jason Day. That's all I know. Jason Day is not also not that young. <laughs> Listen, Tyrell Hatton. Okay, all right. Uh, I think this is a good time for me to move on because I don't know any of these people you're mentioning anymore. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, let me see here. The next thing I wanted to bring up was uh, the the preseason. Preseason started this past week. Yeah. Uh, I caught a couple of the games. Uh, kind of a interesting. Uh, first set of games that I saw this week. Okay. Um, one of them really caught my eye, and I if can't believe the about Patriots, this. No, if you it's say, not okay. the Patriots. It's the Cleveland Browns. Ooh. There was a gentleman. I can, I can, for the love of me, I can't find his name. Uh-oh. He was a guy on the Browns who actually slept outside of a 24-hour gym just okay. to get a tryout with the Browns. He gets the tryout and he makes makes the team like like the practice squad. So then they're so, like so then they're like, "Hey, uh, 
you used to do kickoff returns in, in high school and college, right? And he was like, yeah. So they're like, all right, let's put you up for the first kickoff. First, the kickoff of the uh, opening kickoff of the game. Runs it back 85 yards for a touchdown. Get out. For real? 100%. That's crazy. That this kid went from not even drafted, not signed, nothing. Slept outside of a 24-hour gym just to get a tryout. Makes the team. And then in his first game, first kickoff, and he runs it back. <laughs> Damon Sheehy that Giuseppe. Guy. That guy. Yeah. Sheehy Giuseppe. I mean, that's a crazy story. <laughs> Isn't that incredible? <laughs> that's really crazy. And, of course, it has to happen to the Browns. <laughs> it's it's It happens involving the Browns, I should say. Uh, it seems like a lot of crazy things happen with the Browns. But this is a good crazy thing. That's a cool story. I like I, – I, I wish more teams would do the open tryout thing. You know, like it, it would make for some really cool stories and you can give people like an actual like pipe dream. I feel like a lot of these times, especially with football, it's so business now. Like you go from high school, you sign with a school and it's like if you don't sign with a school, you have no chance. So it's it's kind of neat to see that there's a, a chance for somebody to, to do that. And then you go and you get a touchdown on your first ever kick. That's that's pretty cool. The the, the thing that uh, it made me think of was I think last season there was some guy, I think one of the teams had an injury at kicker. Mm-hmm. And this guy who played kicker in college, you know, not a lot of kickers get drafted into the NFL. Usually they get signed like if there's an injury like in this case. And this this kid ended up getting uh, he was smart. He finished college and got an accounting degree. So he was like oh, okay. at an accounting firm like okay. doing the taxes for the tax year. Okay. And and this team calls him and was like, Hey, we need a kicker. Can you go come try out? He goes, he tries out, makes a team, and his first game he hits a fifty one yard field goal. <laughs> oh wow. That's that's also pretty And crazy. I said to myself, like like you were just saying about the open tryout. Yeah. It makes for more awesome stories like that. Yeah, it definitely does. Where somebody goes does. one one day they're working at a Walmart, you know, cleaning a bathroom and the next mm-hmm. thing you know, they're running a touchdown back in their first game. Exactly. Exactly. It's fun. It's fun, and it gives people an actual chance to make something out of their lives or at least chase their dream. In this case, he was not uh, the the typical story that you would expect with somebody who's, like, trying um, to do an open trial. Like, they tried and tried and tried and couldn't fail or or couldn't succeed. This case, he was just wanted to chase his dream, and he was good enough to do it. I'm looking at his stats when he was in Phoenix College, and he's an All-American kick returner so he's got the chops absolutely i mean and once he hit the jets i don't if there's a video somewhere i can find I, i'll send it yeah to you. But I, I have he, I, I have it up i'm gonna watch it after the when after he hit recording. the jets he was gone there was not yeah. a soul that was gonna catch him like this one well, th- redskins guy tried to dive at the last minute and he was like about 15 yards behind him it's just Listen, like I, i'm sure he's fast naturally but like because he's an athlete obviously but when you are extra motivated like that because now you just have a chance to like you have a chance now to fully impress your team you're gonna run even faster (laughs) that adrenaline kicked him and he was probably a lightning bolt and guess what now as a result i bet you he plays next game and if he plays well again i bet you he plays again and who knows he might make the 52 man roster he might make it and Uh, that would be an amazing story if he did i would not be surprised if he did and, and, and what a what a life changer! Just from a kid who just like he wanted to, he worked hard, he 
he was determined to get a tryout, and then next thing you know, first he game, he's, he makes headlines. That's a cool story. It's it, it really is. Uh, for me, there there was one thing that I that caught my eye, and I was like, why is the NFL reporting on something like this for a preseason game? But then I looked uh-huh. at it um, at the stat, and I was like, oh, my God, that's actually a crazy stat. So you and I both know, four games in the preseason, right? Yeah. The Ravens just beat the Jaguars 29 to nothing. Oh, they got shut out in preseason. Oh, my God. Underneath <laughs> the, the score, I'm on the NFL app. Underneath the score, it says Ravens win 14th consecutive preseason game. Oh, wow. So they have not lost in three years, over three years. Okay. Think about that for a second. <laughs> so can I tell you what my brain instantly calculates? What's that? That preseason means donkey dick, because if <laughs> because if you're if you're winning fourteen straight preseason games and you can barely win a football game in the regular season, it obviously means nothing. Clearly, if you needed a scientific study, the Ravens are the case. Well, I mean, the Ravens did win the division last year. Fine, but. <laughs> Minor detail. But, but still. that Okay, that's actually pretty impressive. But anyway. <laughs> no, I just thought, I was like, wait, why would they ever hold that stat? I mean, pre, like you said, preseason games don't really mean a lot, especially because the stars don't play and all that. Fair warning to uh, any listeners. Um, I barely followed football last year. So I don't know. I, I can barely. If it wasn't for the Patriots being the Patriots, I couldn't have told you who won the Super Bowl because I, I had – is there anything? Can you have negative interest in something? Yeah, you, you probably can. You just All right. Have to well, then I had somehow. I had negative interest in football last year, so my apologies for any uh, non knowledge <laughs> for my lack of knowledge in any football. But um, looking forward to this season, even though the Jets, my Jets, still lost, which you know that's expected. Um, I'm looking at Sam Darnold. And he played pretty well. He only threw five times, but no interceptions, which is an improvement for a Jet quarterback. Uh, the Jet quarterbacks actually played pretty well, oddly enough, uh, except for Davis Webb, which I don't even remember them signing him. Uh, but they lost to the Giants. I, I'm not going to hold anything to these games. I just like to see if any standouts are happening. Sam Darnold definitely looks like a, a minor standout. They didn't really play him much, mm-hmm. so I don't know. Uh, and I really don't know many of the players on this team. The Jets definitely have a new team going into this year. So I don't really know what to expect. Uh, I'm looking at other scores here. Uh, anything else stand out to you other than the Patriots destroying the Lions? But that's, that's well, kind of expected. What I'm looking at is the Vikings going into New Orleans. I know it's a preseason game, but mm-hmm. the Vikings going into New Orleans and putting up 34 on them. Well, let's see who played. You know that that definitely has an right. No, that definitely definitely. Ha- I mean, Cousins only went four for four. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater was the the main quarterback for the uh, for the Saints there, uh, fourteen for nineteen. So not really a bad showing at all. Kirk and, Cousins, okay, yeah. And it looks I, like it was Sean Mannion for the Vikings. Went okay. seven for thirteen, one hundred two, and a touchdown. Well, it's not bad. It looks like there were some pretty good numbers there. Uh, Cowboys got beaten up a little bit there by the Niners. Again, it's preseason, so I'm not holding much to it, but 
it's it's definitely interesting to see. Uh, Dak Prescott, their main quarterback. Well, the main quarterback was Cooper Rush for that game, but their starting quarterback went four for four, twenty three yards. It's kind of bleh. Mm. Kind of bleh. Kind of bleh. But the it's kind of nice to see football back, but it's also like it's just August, <laughs> so I'm not fully there yet. Baseball's uh, ramping up right now, so I'm getting more into baseball. So it's a little tough. Yeah, I, I'm thinking I probably won't be fully invested in football probably till the end of this month, probably like after like the fourth, third or fourth preseason game. Yeah. Because when I, you start to see the main guys start playing a little bit more. It gets a little bit more exciting. Yeah, right. like that that final game where a lot more of the pros, the, the starting pros come out, I'll probably watch a little bit of that. Because I, I think one of these games, typically, the starting quarterback plays a half. So yeah. I'll probably watch that game. But for now, it's still, like I said, for right now for me, it's still baseball because baseball, the postseason is coming up pretty quickly. So I, I'm not fully there yet. But it's good to see some of these players are playing uh, fairly well. I'm, I'm looking at the Jets numbers as as I'm talking here. So there's kind of a little bit of hope there for the for the Jets. They still lost, but the players that I'm I'm paying attention to played pretty pretty well. Yeah, so, I mean, pretty standard, you would you would think. Um, yeah, exactly. But on that note, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we're going to talk about another little kind of interesting story in the NFL. And Tom, I actually got an NHL story for you. Woohoo! So stay tuned. You're not going to want to miss it. Welcome back, everybody, from our first break. So... From our first break, we're going to jump right into this story. Because when I heard about this back, like, late last week, I literally looked at the story and I just said, are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> yeah, you said... Antonio you, Brown. You texted this to me, and maybe I was a little less shocked than you were. But uh, it's it's def- it doesn't make the story any less dumb. But it, it doesn't... At least for me, it doesn't surprise me. So what are you talking about, Dan? So basically the story is that uh, Antonio Brown came out and he threatened that um, he would retire if he wasn't able to wear the same style helmet that he wore last year with the Steelers. He then right came there, out. Mm-hmm. Right there, first of all, is already crazy. I mean, like, let's not. I know there's more to the story, but let's focus on that for a second. Repeat what you just said. <laughs> He would threaten to retire if he was not allowed to wear the same helmet or same style helmet that he wore last year in Pittsburgh. Ladies and gentlemen, this is 2019's NFL, where players can just threaten to retire because I'm not getting my way. Ooh, boo-hoo. Like, please, are you kidding me? This is a grown man playing in a professional football league, and he's going to th- retire because he doesn't get his old helmet back? <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> it's it's absolutely ludicrous to think about. He then, as of yesterday, he, he, wanted, he warned the NFL that he would hold the league liable for head injury if forced to change helmets. Well, what's the helmet change? So I, I, can't imagine, <clears throat> I can't imagine they're making a, a less safe helmet. No, it's probably safer, right? So the no, so the helmet from last year is lighter, it's more open, and it actually you have a more of a field of vision. 
Okay. This newer helmet, it's heavier, so it probably sits a little bit lower, so your field of vision is probably a lot less. Okay. But it's going to help protect from concussions, because okay. that's why it's heavier, because it's, it's more protected. This is a very dangerous sport. It is a sport where grown men who are much larger than the average grown man run into each other with the one and only goal of trying to kill you. And the NFL is going to be, they probably are, well, they are going through a bunch of lawsuits because of concussions and, 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 and you know, all these uh, post-death diseases that they're finding. And the NFL is a business. First and foremost, they're a business. And whenever something bad happens in your business, you fix it and you try to make it better, right? Right, so absolutely. So the the equipment is going to change. And as science gets better and technology is improved, they're going to change the equipment. And you can't just, well, I guess you can, but you shouldn't just threaten to retire because the NFL is looking looking after you. Because essentially, they're trying to prevent themselves from getting in trouble, so they're going to try to make sure the players don't get hurt. Right. So that's better for you! So, so as so much as the NFL is a corrupt organization, they're trying to protect the players. And yeah, AB, even if Antonio it's for Brown's the wrong like, oh, reasons. This is, this is inconveniencing me because it's so heavy. Get uh, over it. You know what's heavy? His tongue. He has a very heavy tongue. And he talks a lot with it. And it's really annoying. I wish he would just not talk. <laughs> so according to Bleacher Report, um, actually came this came out today. According to Adam Schefter, ESPN. Thank you, Adam. He reported an arbitrator ruled against Brown's efforts to wear his old helmet. Brown confirmed the ruling in a post on his Instagram account, adding that he's working on getting back to full health and he looks forward to rejoining his teammates. This coming from a guy who literally just said, I'm going to retire if I don't get my way. I know. What what, well, a, because, what a backslider. So I don't know what his goal was. I don't know if he thought that if he whines like a four-year-old child who didn't just get his bumble, his bubble gum from the store, yep. that the NFL would be like, oh, oh, no, no, no. Antonio, please don't retire. We'll go back to the helmets from last year. You're not going to get the league to change your decision. So I don't know what your point was. And second of all, you have a messed up foot right now. So you might not even play anyway. (laughs) So I don't even know what his point was in this. I just, it just makes no sense to me that, like, why complain about this? So, so get this. This is, gets even. You're gonna laugh. Mike Silver of the NFL Network first reported on the helmet issue, which began during organized team sessions. Brown reportedly became incensed that he was no longer allowed to wear his preferred helmet, saying that quarterbacks would not be treated the same, despite the rules also applying to Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Okay. One member of the Raiders called it honestly the most insane thing I've ever heard. I don't know why it's so important to him. It just doesn't make any sense. Earlier today, one of those two quarterbacks I just named responded. It's probably probably Tom Brady, and it was Tom Brady. Yeah, because Aaron Rodgers, I don't I don't think would say something. Tom Brady came out and said this. Don't really love the one that I'm in, in reference to the helmet, but honestly, I don't really have much of a choice at this point. Well, yeah, and that's Listen. the way it's supposed <laughs> to be. Even if Tom Brady said. Uh, I don't like the helmet. They're probably not going to change it because it's a liability. The old helmets were lighter, but they weren't protecting 
uh, from concussions as well as they need them to be. So even if Tom Brady were to complain about this, the league might think about it a little bit more because they definitely like Tom Brady more than Antonio Brown, but they're not going to change it. And Tom Brady is well aware of that. And, and that's a good thing that he said. I don't like these helmets either, but what are we going to do about it? You know, put it this way, put it this way. For anybody who might be on Antonio Brown's side, if you work at, like, Amazon, and you are you work in the warehouse at Amazon, and they don't, you, you know those, like, straps that they make you wear for your back yep. when you pick up boxes? Let's say Amazon didn't have those, and then somebody breaks their back lifting a box. What's Amazon going to do? They're, are they going to do nothing, or are they going to try to... Do something about this. They're probably going to get those those straps for the, the employees. Now, let's say that the employees don't like the straps. Do you think Amazon's going to give a damn? No. No. It's, why? It's going. It's because it's going to be required because it's a liability. If you get hurt, then we have to. We're risking like a potential lawsuit and a bunch of other things. Exactly. So. Tom Brady is just a little bit more mature about this. I don't know. Maybe the helmet is very special to Antonio Brown. Well, then keep it, put it in your house, and then, you know, stare at it every night when you go home. I don't know. Just play football. That's what your job is, to play football. So before we move on to the hockey story, there's one last thing I want to read from this report. What is it? Brown continued to alienate teammates and coaches with his erratic behavior regarding the helmet. And he essentially ghosted the team after suffering frostbite on his feet from cryotherapy. Adam Schefter reported that Brown threatened to quit playing football altogether if he could not continue to wear his favorite helmet. As part of his Monday report, Schefter also noted that Brown must decide if he's willing to play football with a new helmet he desperately doesn't want to wear. Brown has said that the new helmets interfere with his vision and make it more difficult to catch the football. The Raiders have attempted to send Brown helmets that are approved by the league, oh but he has thus far refused to wear any of them. So and you're telling catering. me that because of the vision problem, it, it makes it hard to catch a football. You're a wide receiver. What's the, your one job? Catching the freaking to... ball. Oh, my God. Your eyes and are they're... not your hands. <laughs> and they're... they're... <laughs> and they're making they're making this worse by playing into this. It's like, what are you guys doing? Oh my god, I I really just I hate this. So I can't believe this is a topic. I can't believe we're talking about this. I can't believe that the Raiders are listening to this. This is so upsetting. <laughs> it's so upsetting. It's like I think I might be wrong, Dan. And if I if you think I'm wrong, please tell me. But I almost feel like with certain players, like Brown, or Beckham, or whatever, they just like to be the center of attention. And if they're not the center of attention, they f- they feel like they're inadequate for that ever, some for some reason. I mean, like, what other reason is there to bring this story up? Other than the fact that it's just drama and it's it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, I guess, I know people do, some people really like drama and all that, but this is just ridiculous. And if you if he doesn't play ever again because of a helmet, fine. But you're going to be looked at for the rest of your life as that guy <laughs> who, who retired because he couldn't wear a helmet that he wore last year. You want to be that guy? Please, 
retire. One less loudmouth in the league. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. This is ridiculous. So from that story, on yes, to hockey, some hockey. Please. This is a funny story. I, I saw this happen, so I'm, I'm, <clears throat> I'm going to enjoy this one. So there's a trophy in the NHL given to a player who best exemplifies the qualities of perseverance, sportsmanship, and dedication to ice hockey. And yes. it's called the Bill Masterton Memorial Trophy. Yes, it's the a winner, great trophy. The winner, it's a great this, trophy. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Well, I was just to say it's a it's a great trophy for the uh, maybe not the best hockey player, but the guy who devotes m- the most to the sport, kind of thing. You know what I mean? It's it, it's a nice it's a nice trophy, and I, it's one of my favorites because it shows like. Uh, a lot of times they'll talk about like charities that the the person has and all that. Typically, it goes to a good person, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, so, the winner of this past season was Robin Leonard, the goaltender yes. for the New York Islanders. Yeah, he was phenomenal. Um, so apparently, the guy doing the uh, the inscription on the trophy mm-hmm. wrote uh, "New York Rangers." <laughs> you know what? I'm okay. I like this guy. I like him a lot. We should get him on the show because that's something I would do, but out of spite. <laughs> like, I'm not writing Islanders. I'm a Ranger fan. I'm going to write the Rangers. I would do that. The last Ranger to win it was Dominic Moore in 2013. There you go. Yeah, that was the year that his wife uh, passed away. I think his So I, I think he, his wife had cancer or something i'm not sure if she passed away or not i don't want to be like too insensitive if i'm wrong but i think she did and he ended up leaving the nhl for a while and he came back the next year had a solid season but did a lot for like charity and stuff like that uh that's so unrelated to the topic i'm sorry but uh dominic moore was a very nice guy but listen this this is amazing you understand that right that this is amazing I i love this I, I almost guarantee you that the guy, either one of two things happened. One of two things. Either the guy has no idea what hockey is and they just made him do the inscriptions, or it's a Ranger fan who's just like. 100% it's a Ranger fan. <laughs> it's got to be right? a Ranger fan. Has to be. Where he's just like, I'm not writing the Islanders. I don't want to put the. I, want, I never wrote the Islanders in my entire life. Something like that. That's great. So was uh, th- does the article mention if Robin Leonard was like upset by this or something? No. So so actually, uh, the thing on Bleacher Report is actually a tweet from Robin Robin Leonard with the picture of the trophy that I guess I don't know if it was sent to his house or something. Mm-hmm. Probably with yeah. the caption, "You had one job." Dot dot <laughs> dot. <laughs> okay, I like the response. That's a good response. Uh, and he also put in the you know like the thinking emoji like the hand hands mm-hmm. on the chin and looking mm-hmm. up like the hmm. Is he still an Islander, Robin Leonard? Yes, he is. is. He, he is. I so that makes so. it even that makes it even better. I hope I hope almost as a joke he doesn't get it changed. <laughs> oh no, he's playing for the Blackhawks. <laughs> oh, he is. I, I I had a feeling he wasn't with the Islanders anymore. That's a big loss for the Islanders, by the way. Like on a side note, it's a big loss for the Islanders because he played very well for them last year. The only reason why the Islanders were as good as they were, in my opinion. Well, not the only, but one of the big reasons was Robin Leonard. So, good for him. Go to the Blackhawks. Make them a better team because, God, they need to get better next year. They really do. 
It was really a shame to see them drop the way that they did. They are way too good of a hockey team to be finishing second to last With or whatever Duncan they were. Duncan Keith, Brent Seabrook, Jonathan Taves, and Patrick Kane, and Corey yeah. Crawford. How are just, you, how are you having that few. bad of a record? I know. I know. I, I, I can't. I can't explain. Maybe the coach really did have a big effect on the team. He might have. I don't know. I don't know. Because since the new coach took over, they're not good. They're a bad team. <laughs> they're right. not even they're bad. It's not like they're like just fell off a little bit. No, they suck. And it's it's both great to watch and it's kind of sad to watch. Definitely. I like Jonathan Taze. I don't like Kane, but uh, that's well, that, funny. That's definitely a story for another day because I need to hear that. I need to hear your explanation of why you don't like Kane. He he's a troublemaker. Mm-hmm. Too many too, too many off the ice things for me to 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 root for him. Just that, it's as that simple as sense. that. There's, yeah, like the, the rape allegations. Oh, plural, yeah, I forgot plural. about that. I'm very sensitive to that kind of stuff. I do not like it. And if, I don't know. He hasn't been proven guilty. So, but still, he he gets himself into these situations that I, I just don't want to root for him. John Taze, on the other hand, is like a class act. So oh, absolutely. I prefer him. Taze is, is one of those guys that kind of reminds me, I, I wouldn't say like, like a Jeter, but like one of those guys like where he's yeah. been with the Blackhawks no. his whole career. Cheater's he, a good one he, 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 because he's he, serious. He, he, he never, he's serious. He yeah. goes out, he lets his hockey do the talking, his play do mm-hmm. the talking, and he doesn't yeah. come out and run his mouth. Yeah, which, man, in, in today's society, do I appreciate that so much. <laughs> so much. Uh, like, those types of players just in all sports in general are very hard mm-hmm. to come by. And when they come along, like, another one, to, you know, not because I'm a Bruins fan and I'm biased, but Patrice Bergeron. Oh yeah, he's, he's another he's, class act. He he like, he's a class act. I've met the guy. Yeah, he should. He I was should just, talk to Brad Marchand a little bit. I, I was walking from work back when I worked at a hospital in Boston. I was walking from work to the train station, and he's walking with his wife, his beautiful daughter, and his dog. And I was like, Patrice, big fan. He goes, thanks, man, and kept walking <laughs> with his wife. And I'm I'm That's like, cool. what other class act are you gonna get other than like, I mean, I. I mean, Jeter is the one that comes to mind for me. Yeah, mainly it's a good, because it's a good, it's a good one. he he let his play do the talking. He didn't come out yeah. and just run his mouth all only the once. time. Only once when A Rod joined the team, those two butt heads a little bit, and there was a little bit of that. But for the most part, uh, that's a good example of somebody like that. Yeah, Bergeron's another good example. Very very class player. I can't wait for hockey. Uh, hockey wait. hockey just needs to get here like. <laughs> ASAP. Now, tomorrow, now, tonight. I want to watch a hockey game tonight. Let's watch a game, Dan. Yeah, let's do it. I'm down. Yeah, well, okay, but there's no hockey on tonight, so why would you I'll, get my hopes I'll, up I'll, like that? Find, wow, Dan. Find some international wow. hockey tournament or wow. something. Wow. Pee-wee. Even Pee-wee, they're funny because they fall all the time. <laughs> wow, you're. that's just rude. <laughs> Stupid kids. Hey, right. that's just... <laughs> Terrible. Did you ever see? Did you ever see the video of uh, the little kids trying to get onto the ice and like the first oh, one falls? Oh come on! And then, Why make fun and of And the kids? next, the next one goes. But have you not seen this video? Because the one kid so. tumbles. I gotta find it and send it to you. The kid tumbles, and then uh, the player, the kid behind him, didn't see, so he falls on top of the other kid, and then the other kid falls on top of them, and they, they, every single kid that goes onto the ice it's just like falls on top. Yeah, they just keep falling on top of each other. It's, <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, I need to see that video, and I needed to I'll, see it I'll yesterday. Send it to you. <laughs> 
All right. So we're going to take our last break. When we come back, we're going to have our wrap-up and our final thoughts segment. So stay tuned. Welcome back. <laughs> the absolute worst. Roll, roll with it, Dan. Roll with it. I, I just can't. <laughs> the worst. Middle of me saying welcome back to all our wonderful listeners out there. I got this freaking Pennsylvania, New York <laughs> over there oh. interrupting me over there. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're going to hear it. Trust me. It's, it ain't getting cut out. <laughs> oh, I know, I know it's not getting cut out. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm so, an ass. It's okay. You can say it. Ass is not a bad word. That's a good word. Ass. Um. <laughs> what? The podcasting doesn't work like that. They can still hear you. <laughs> Dude, damn. <laughs> All right. So, Tom, give me your final thoughts in your uh, in this wrap up segment for us. Uh, final thoughts. Golf is somewhat exciting right now. Uh, I did not think I was going to get as into it as I am. I'm still not really totally on board. We'll see after this next tournament. Uh, I want to see what crazy shenanigans happen next time. But for the most part, it's, it's actually pretty fun. I'm enjoying it. Uh, what I'm not enjoying is the drama in the NFL. While I am enjoying it because we get to talk about something, I really just hate that that's where we are right now. <laughs> where, where we care about a player who's threatening to retire because he's not getting his way. It's like, I'm not a parent, but I feel like the NFL, if they were parents, are really bad parents. Really bad parents. They're like the parents that are like, okay, fine, we'll get you the bubble gum. And it really drives me a little bit nuts. But I guess that's, that's I don't know, that these kind of stories are not going to end, so I might as well just get used to it. Um, peewee hockey is really funny. As as we both just found oh, out. Oh yeah, no, that was that was amazing. Quite hilarious. Uh, and yeah, hockey. That's all I have to say. It's just hockey. It's great. Also, on a on, on another note that we didn't really talk about, but we didn't talk about it at all. Uh, baseball's still really interesting, and it's getting even more interesting now uh, because we're getting closer to playoffs. This is the good time of the year for baseball. It's unfortunate that it takes all the way to August to really get into it, but uh, now, well, maybe not for you because the Red Sox are kind of out of it at this point. But it's pretty interesting to see the the changes, the Twins and the Indians, as we were talking about a couple weeks ago when we were talking about that trade. Uh, the Indians are now tied for first with the Twins, and the Twins are on pace to break the MLB record for most home runs in a season. Yeah, so, it's amazing. Yeah, and that's with the Yankees doing what they're doing. Like they just played the Orioles again today. They have a doubleheader. Um, the first game they they hit another four home runs out against the Orioles <laughs> in another in another crazy game. I think four. I stopped watching it to do the show. They might have hit another one. Uh, it, even with all that say, said, the um, the Twins are still better with the home runs, which is crazy. So I guess that's about my final thoughts. It's, it's, it's a lot of interesting stuff going on right now. How about you? Well, for me, you know, golf definitely. This the tournament this past weekend was really exciting to watch. Um, it was. 
like you said, you know, the scores were very low, which, you know, you don't usually like to see, but seeing that it was only a one stroke win was yeah. made it made it much more exciting. Like I was watching intently the last like three, four holes, like, oh man, if he do, if he misses this putt and answer makes one, next thing you know, they're tied for the lead. Yeah. But then, you know, exactly. Reed makes it, answer misses, then it's I mean, it, it was just a back and forth. It was great to watch. Mm-hmm. Um this whole football drama, you're absolutely right. It's never going to end. No, the, it's the, just annoying. The NFL players, just in general, are prima donnas. The, the, that's all they are. Like not, not all. Not, not all. I'd say seventy percent of them are. It, it seems like it's a growing number, mm-hmm. but I, you got to remember, there's so many players in the NFL that only a few of these guys are actually making headlines with this talk and stuff yep. like that. Most players kind of keep it to themselves, but it just seems to get worse every year. And this. This is crazy. A holdout on a contract is not cr- not that crazy. Threatening to retire because you don't have a helmet—that's nuts. Yeah, no, that's like border. That, uh, like you said, like not getting your way. Like if you ask your mom and dad for ice cream when you're younger, and they say no, and then you stomp and cry until you get your way. I mean, that's basically what he's doing. Put it this way: Stephen A. Smith, uh, who covers football very well, said that Antonio Brown looks like a damn fool. That's his exact quote. 100% correct. And, and good for Stephen A for calling him out on that, but, I mean, that's what Stephen A does. And he does look like a fool. This, this is an embarrassment. This is a joke. And it's not to Antonio Brown, apparently, but it, it's a joke. It's an absolute joke, and I hate it. But anyway, go ahead. These are your final Um. So, in baseball, not uh, – I mean, it's going to definitely be exciting to see who ends up winning the AL Central, who gets the wild card – the mm-hmm. the race in the wild card is pretty much Cleveland, Minnesota, Tampa, and Oakland at this point. Right, uh, but no, I mean, no, t- no offense to my, my Boston Red Sox, but nah, you guys are it. it's too inconsistent this year. They're, um, they're doing a little bit better as of right now, but they're still they're just they're barely over five hundred. That's not going to cut it. There, there's something that you for, you forgot to mention. Did I? Yeah, the Dodgers have seventy nine freaking wins. <laughs> Yankees have seventy eight. I know, but still. It, the, the, yeah, it, it it's crazy. You're right, but it, I mean, it's, like, it's, it's absolutely ludicrous. But then on top of that, the wild card race in the National League. Have you taken a look at that as of late? Uh, I have not. The Nationals are a half game up. So they have a half game lead in the wild card. St. Louis is firmly in a wild card spot. Okay. You got Milwaukee a half game back. The Mets a game back. Philly two games back. Arizona three games back. San Fran three and a half back, Cincy oh, I see that. five games back. Yeah, and 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 five Any, games back right now is not no not it's that not, bad. It's not a lot. And then San Diego six and a half. I mean, that's a little they're getting a little, little I, but they can still technically be in it. The, oh, absolutely. It, the line is kind of the Rockies. I mean, six and a half games. If if let's say the Padres play the Nationals, like two more series worth, and swept them, and, and they swept them or almost swept them. All of a sudden, it's reversed. It's that easy. Mm-hmm. So it's really it, it, that's pretty tight. Uh, and like you said, in in the AL, it's pretty tight with those four teams. Red Sox seven and a half. That's just going to be a little bit too far. And they keep going on these losing streaks, and that's going to be tough. What's remarkable to me is that the NL Central, the leader, is at sixty four wins, which technically is two. It's two more than the Red Sox. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yet in the AL, 78, 71, yeah. 71, 77, 71, 71. Yeah. Also, uh, we could talk about this too quick. The Mets went on a crazy run 
Yes, they did. Great, like they went from out of the playoffs to still out, but a game closer. Back. Yeah, so they're 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 close, and they shouldn't be, but they went on this huge run. So you know, keep an eye. Like teams can do that in yeah. baseball. No, no one's catching the Dodgers for the no. NL West. I mean, no. I'm surprised the the West hasn't been like fully confirmed, locked up at this point. Right, and, and in the AL. The Yankees do not play the Rays anymore this season. They're done. So the Rays have no chance, really, unless the Yankees just tank. They really don't have a chance to go back at the Yankees. If they played the Yankees like eight more times, that series is still alive because the Rays could just go in and sweep the Yankees twice in a row. But they're done. We don't play the Rays anymore. So the Yankees really are controlling their own destiny. Like like the Astros are just running away with theirs with the West as well. Yeah, and and you know the Red Sox. Not to bring it back to them, but they have a really tough stretch end of this month, like starting Labor Day weekend. Oh yeah, they they go to L.A. They're home against Minnesota for a three game series, and then home against the freaking Yankees for a four game series. Well, but those series always kind of turn out to be, you know, they could be anything. Honestly, uh, what's surprising to me is the is the Red Sox actually have a good track record against Minnesota. Oh yeah. That's good, I they, guess. They won. Th- they won three out of four in Minnesota in July in June, right? And it's pretty good. It's pretty good. L- let me let me say this. So the the Red Sox, I'm oh, sorry, the Yankees and the Dodgers are the two best teams in baseball. Yankees are half a game behind, uh, and they they make up that half a game tonight with a doubleheader. So they'll be back on like on track with the Dodgers. The two best home records are the Dodgers and the Yankees. Dodgers forty eight and sixteen. Yankees forty four and eighteen. Um, away record. Yankees have an edge. They have a four, a three game edge over the Dodgers. They're not, they're not the best away team. Neither one of them are. No. But but um, it, every all the signs are pointing to this being a uh three team matchup, like the Dodgers, Yankees, and and probably Astros. But I mean the Indians and Twins are killing it. There's a, this season is turning out to be a little bit different than I think most people expected. I don't think that anybody thought the Twins were going to be this good. They no. were definitely tr- like going the right way, but I don't think anybody expected this. Yankees, on the other hand, have scored 704 runs this year. That's just so dumb. The next closest is 688, the Boston Red Sox, who are firmly out of the playoffs at this point. And then next to that, it's the Twins at 675. And with that, the Yankees have only allowed 548 runs, which is one of the better... Uh, I mean, the Dodgers the have di- allowed almost Oh, yeah, the run left. differential for the Dodgers is like 190-something. 192, Yankees is 156, uh, Astros is 184. That's so those ridiculous. those three teams are absolutely slaying it right now. And I'm, I'm very interested to see, because if paper goes into playoffs it looks like the Yankees will be playing the Astros to get to this to, to the um to the championship what? imagine that <laughs> yeah that'd be freaking crazy that'd be scary uh so I'm I'm really excited I have a good reason to be excited though because the Yankees are just phenomenal right now they, they look so. so dangerous on they do. so many different levels if their pitching was just a little bit, the starting pitcher, if their starting pitcher was just a little bit better, I would feel a little safer. Right now, the Dodgers and the Astros both have the edge because of pitching. So we'll see. Yankee bats have to stay hot 
And if they do, they're a dangerous team. But uh, the, the MLB is definitely shaping up to be a, a, a pretty solid August, remainder of August and all that. Oh, absolutely. There's no doubt about it. Um, so that is going to do it for this episode yeah. of Ride the Pine. Thank you, Tom, as always. It's always a pleasure. Of My pleasure. Uh, make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Ride the Pine Pod. Also, yeah. make sure to check us out on TeePublic. Uh, we have some great merch out there. I got I got mine. Go get yours. And uh Well, let me let me say one more thing. Yes, sir. So we, Ride the Pine, are a pretty small podcast. Okay. Um so the way podcasts tend to work, especially in the early stages, is you listen and if you like it, you keep listening. But maybe you tell a friend or two. Um we would really, really appreciate uh I mean we already have support from 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 a lot of people, and we're, we're, we're happy with that. But uh, we're always looking to grow. We want this show to be everything. And I'm sure I'm speaking for Dan when I say this. So, uh, you know, feel free to, to share with your friends if they like sports, if they think that these two knuckleheads can provide a little bit of entertainment for an hour every week. We'd really appreciate it. Thank Absolutely. You. 100% agree. Couldn't have said it better. Um, That's why I said it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I am, aren't I? Why? Yeah. Why? Why? Why did you agree to have me on? Because we have, cause we have good conversation. That's why. Ah, oh, fine. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks again, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. All the love and support. And until next week, we'll see you next time. Bye. I'm going to I'm going to find I think I found it. That Tom, ah! that, Tom, that's amazing. <laughs> is this it? Wait, I think this is it. <laughs> Do you find it? <laughs> oh god. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You gotta watch this now. I'm gonna send it to you on Facebook. You have to watch this now. This is incredible. Hold on. 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 Dan. Hold the phone. Uh Dan, there you are. Heep whoop. Alright, watch that now. It's fucking hilarious. Uh when did I stop? When did we stop? Like 49. I'll just say around 49. Oh, God. <laughs> this already looks like it's going to be so bad. It gets worse. Oh, no. Oh, there's one. Oh, one, one. There's a goalie falling. Oh. Oh, there's two. Oh. Oh. And the... Wait, at 25 seconds in, this kid doesn't fall and he starts celebrating. <laughs> oh, oh, oh my God. It gets even better. Oh, jeez. Oh, boom. <laughs>
This is like the worst entrance of a team I've ever seen. They're all <laughs> Except the one kid that stands up and he's celebrating. He, you can hear him going, yeah! Yeah, you can go, woohoo! <laughs> oh, that, one, that kid took a hard fall. Oh, my God. This is great. That's why I love mm. peewee hockey. It's so funny. Whoop. Oh, Whoop. man. It's so good. Okay. Uh, oh. The hard fall was this kid who, like, he didn't even break his fall. He just freaking. He just oh! <laughs> that guy <laughs> with the red gloves just ate it. Oh, that's oh, too it. funny. Isn't it? Oh, so <laughs> good. All right, Dan. Let's wrap this up. We got it. We got this. All right. Give me one second. I'm just. One second's over. Next. Oh, you're the freaking worst. <laughs> I'm just saving the screenshot so I can post uh, the ep- episode picture on Instagram. Okay. All right. I'm good. Are you good? I'm good. All right. Are you good? I'm, Are you good? I am good. Good. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, sorry.